0: Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Go with me to the book of John today, John chapter 1. So good to have everybody here today. So good to see your smiling faces, those of you that are watching online. Amen. I appreciate you being here with us today. John chapter 1, verse number 1. We're going to read it down through verse number 5 and then jump to verse 14. Familiar passage of Scripture that uh, is so powerful. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then John chapter 1 and verse 14, just a few verses down. And the Word, what Word? The same Word of verse 1. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth John bare witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom I spake he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace for the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ and the word was made flesh that is my assignment today I want to bring to you and the word Jesus the word made flesh Lord, we love you today. We give you praise. We pray, Lord, that you would just step in and help us today. Help us, God, to be honoring to you. God, I pray, Lord, that this message today would be anointed by you, oh God. Place. Lord, we want to talk about your word today. Let it come alive to us in Jesus' awesome name. Let everybody say amen. Lord bless you. you can be seated. The incredible thing about this book, the Bible, the incredible thing about the Word of God is that it is a living book. It is a living book. We call it the Holy Bible. It contains for us the will of God. It contains for us the state of man and man's salvation. I believe covered in this from Genesis to Revelation is God's plan to redeem man. It is all about redemption. It is all about the fact that Adam had the opportunity to make the choice whether they partook of the free or of the tree, the fruit of the tree, or not, and they partook of that fruit. And thrust themselves into a situation where they were separated from God. Then it became about redemption. It is still a message of redemption. I'm so glad for that, that the Lord redeems us from sin, that he saves us from sin. So this living book is a comprehensive plan that God has for man. You will find that its teaching is holy. Its precepts are binding and absolute. It has been proven that its history is true and its decisions are right. It has been proven that its prophecies have come to pass and if they come to pass, they will continue to come to pass. The Word of God is still a relevant book. Whether you read it from the King James, or you read it from perhaps another translation, it's still a relevant book. Amen. We find that it is still changing lives today. It is still food for the weary. How many of you have ever opened up a a passage and you had felt... uh, Perhaps discouraged or you felt down, so you open up a passage and you begin to read and it brings you comfort. If you're broke, it helps heal you. If you're in darkness, it will bring you light. It is the map for a wayward traveler. It is the compass for those who want him to pilot their ship, amen. It is a sword, the Bible calls it the sword of the spirit, that is the word of God, that will help you win in the battle. It is the kingdom's constitution, it is the believer's Charter, Amen. When you begin to study the Word of God, you will find that it, it teaches us how to find strength for the weak and comfort for the aged and water for the thirsty. It is a living water. It is bread for the hungry. It is hope for the hopeless and salvation for sinner. Grace the for the believer, it is light, amen, to, to light up our pathway. It is the gate to heaven. I want to tell you today, to believe it is to live it. To know it is to love it. To love it is to accept it. And to accept it means eternal life is ours. So in the beginning, the Bible says, in Genesis 1 and 1, parallel with John 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? He said, let there be light. He spoke the word and All of creation happen. He spoke, let there be waters that divide uh, land from sea. Let there be fish in the ocean. Let there be fish in the streams and the lakes. And let, Let there be birds that fly in the sky and animals that run upon the ground. He spoke this all by his word. Let there be a palm tree and an oak tree and a pine tree and let there be this flower and that flower and let it begin to produce after its kind everything in creation save for the making of man began with the word of God. Amen. We find that everything that God did was through his word. He spoke it. He declared it. He then gave it to men and men began to put it into a pen and paper by the anointing of God. Moses wrote it down. Job wrote it down. You will find that there were those that wrote down great things that God is speaking, but when Jesus showed up, it was said of him that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. How many know that before you speak, you have a thought? At least, I hope you think before you speak. Somebody say, Hallelujah. You have a thought and when you think that thought then you speak that word. It may be almost instantaneous but you think it before you speak it. And so God Jesus is the thought of God a man who was with God but in John 1 and 14 it says and that thought became flesh his word became flesh he is the word of God incarnate in man Jesus claimed to be the word Jesus claimed to be the way he claimed to be the truth he claimed to be the life. Hallelujah. He claimed to be the only way to the Father as we learn on Tuesday night. He claimed that men should pray in his name. He claimed that men should cast out devils in his name. Heal the sick in his name. Be saved in his name. Be baptized in his name. Acts 4 and 12 says neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus is more than just a prophet that speaks truth. He is grace and truth balled up into one. For the glory of the Father, amen, is said to be that he was full of grace and and truth he is full of the unmerited favor of God when it comes to grace and also of truth what is it saying when it says the word became flesh it is saying that for the first time in all of human history the word of God now had a living entity a living being a person if you please to live out the word of God is that the word became a reality in human form he began to show in reality what it looked like to be full of grace he began to show what it looked like to be full of truth amen it's not just enough that the lord would come and say let me give to you my written word let me show you what my word is through jesus christ somebody say amen A lot of people today look at this book, read it, but cannot understand it. But when you begin to study the person of Jesus Christ and who he was and who he is and what he's about, then He begins to come alive because it was fleshed out. How many of you may be like me? I can read it, but it helps me to see it. You can read the word, but sometimes you got to see it in action. You have to see it come alive. And so when Jesus was born into this world, he was not only born destined for heaven or or, or for, for Calvary, he was destined to show humanity what it looked like to see. The word, what it looked like that what he began to talk about grace he was going to personify it when he talked about truth he was going to personify it when he talked about mercy he was going to be mercy in action not just in tongue but in, uh, uh, in action the Bible tells us uh, John wrote again in his epistle is that love ought to be not only in word but in deed, Jesus was the deed of the word, he was the living visible manifestation of the word of God. We talk about Calvary we talk about Easter, we talk about the coming uh, 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 days before us in this Passion Week I want to tell you everything that Jesus did was that he stood as a testimony he stood as a vindication he stood as a living witness that what God said from Genesis to Malachi was true, what God said about himself was true that he was the word now made flesh and dwelt among us we find that the psalmist said all the paths of the lord are mercy and truth he also said mercy and truth have met together righteousness and peace have kissed each other proverbs 16 and 6 By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. What does that look like? Jesus, by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. What does that look like? Jesus, the way coming to us. Amen. While it may seem like uh, truth may have been fallen in the streets. Amen. Ted Koppel once made this statement. Our society finds truth too strong a medicine to digest undiluted in its purest form. Truth is not a polite tap on the shoulder. It is a hallowing reproach a lot of people want to dumb down truth they want to bring truth into bite sized pieces they want to say well this is my truth or this is your truth amen but Jesus did not come to give an option when it come to truth he didn't come to say well you can choose this way or that way I am the way hallelujah he was standing and magnifying the the fact that Malachi uh, wrote and said in 3 and 6 I am the Lord, and I change not. Jesus was the faithful witness. Jesus was the faithful word. We find him to be a sure foundation. We find him, the Bible calls him faithful and true. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What was he doing? He was standing as a testimony to say, if you can trust me, I'm the word. I'm the same. I don't change. I'm not wishy-washy. Come on. I want to tell you that that God never has a bad day. I said God never has a bad day. He never wakes up one morning and says, I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't know if this is going to be a good day, but he has a great day every day. I believe that God wakes up every day and looks at you and says, this is going to be a day you're blessed. Amen, if you'll obey me, you're going to be blessed. Jesus was the living, walking, breathing word of God to show all of humanity that what the word was saying. He came with truth, reality. He said things that shock people. He said things that make people upset. Still does. Still does. He's the Word. He's the blazing torch of truth. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10. And with all deceableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of of the truth. To love Jesus is to love truth. To love truth is to love Jesus. They are synonymous. And he said, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You can read your paper, watch your news, look at it. It's there right before you. Have you ever looked at something that is said by some politician, some sports star, some movie star, or just some Joe next door, or or or, or Ted next door, or Sam next door, amen, and you look at them and say, whoa, what happened? I'm telling you that they have not yet come in contact with Jesus and found out what truth really was. They don't love the truth. If you're gonna love Jesus, you're going to love truth. But there are those today that have a strong delusion and they believe the mess they're saying. Why did Jesus come? So we could believe and see the reality of heaven, that there is still a God that loves us. There is still a redeemer that wants to save us. He came to show us his grace and truth personified. At verse 13 of Second Thessalonians 2, 2, Thessalonians 2 and 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of of the truth whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is he saying? The same glory he came with. The same truth he came with. The same grace he came with. He wants to be in you. He wants to be you inside of you to where you and I become the living word of God. Amen. Now let me just tell you. I want a sidebar here. This is another message. But let me go ahead and go down this road. word, the only word that some people will see is your life. The only truth that some people will see is your life and my life. I've got to live what I preach. i got to live what I believe. Jesus was never duplicitous. Jesus was never one way, one way today and another way tomorrow. He was always the same. Hallelujah. What was he saying? I'm the word. I'm the word. And the word doesn't change. The word doesn't change. The word doesn't change. Change. I don't care what professor says. I don't care what super guru preacher says. The word doesn't change. Jesus Christ does not change. Praise God. Sister Bev, I'm going to be jumping all around today. Please hang with me. Thank you for doing such a big, good job on, on getting the scriptures. In Romans chapter 2 and verse 2 it says, But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. We are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth. Here's what a lot of people want to read into that. I'm sure that the judgment of God is according to my feelings, how I feel, what I think I am, what my identity is. Who do I feel like I am? The judgment of God is according to truth. Truth. When you begin to study when Jesus showed up, a lot of people want to say, Well, he came to do away with the law. Yeah, he came to fulfill the law, but he never came to do away with the law. Let me say that again. He came to fulfill the law that the law might be complete in him, but not to do away with the law. Matter of fact, he took law to a new level. For the law said, unto them thou shalt not uh, uh, kill. Amen. But he took it another step further and says, don't you be angry with your brother and say, because you'll be in danger of hell fire." Or call him a fool, you'll be in danger of hellfire. What is he saying? I've not come to just simply show you a pattern of truth. I want to show you a way to live. Not just simply a ten commandment to keep, but rather a lifestyle. What was he? He was the word incarnate. He was the testimony in flesh. He was the truth wrapped up in flesh. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, the Old Testament said don't commit adultery. That's what the Old Testament said. You know what he said? I say, if you look on a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your own heart. So what did he do? He took it to a new level because he wanted it to show the intent of of the law the intent of the law was never minimized It is simply adultery it was is your heart right is your mind right is, you know it's not just about killing somebody it's about killing somebody in your heart it's about killing somebody in your mind it's about getting the truth inside of you amen people want a sugar coat to sugarcoat sin today amen and call it all kinds of names but I want to tell you the truth is that when sin comes there's guilt that comes there's death that comes And so Jesus was a living, breathing representation of that truth. That's why the Pharisees hate him. That's why the sinners loved him. That's why those that were in government despised him. But those that wanted him, amen, to touch their life, they would cry after him, amen. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Why? He was a living, walking, breathing representation of truth. but he was also the living, walking, breathing representation of grace. Can, can I just stop here and say a lot of times those of us who are in the Pentecostal apostolic circles tend to be real good when it comes to truth. We come really good, we're good when it comes to law. Law but we struggle with liberty. We struggle with grace. I pray that God give us the understanding of the balance of the two because Jesus, the word of God, was full of grace and full of truth. They go hand in hand. If you want the word, you have to have both. It's not just about pronouncing judgment, it's about pronouncing redemption. It's not just about pronouncing sin, it's about pronouncing salvation. God never leaves us without an answer. Jesus is not only describing the problem, he's giving to us the answer. The word will tell you the problem, but it will also tell you the answer. Hallelujah, if you understand that, then you'll go a lot further in your relationship with the Lord. It's interest, interesting when you begin to study grace. The Hebrew word for grace means to stoop in kindness to an inferior, to stoop in kindness to an inferior to favor to bestow to show favor amen to have pity upon it is the king of glory that robed himself in flesh and walked among men he was the personification of grace he stooped he come down so that we might find redemption in our life hallelujah aren't you glad for the grace of the lord oh without his grace i would surely be in trouble today without his grace i might be in prison today I might be dead today. I don't know where I would be today. But I do know this. Amen. He showed me grace and I found Jesus. He showed me grace and I found Jesus. He told me truth and I found Jesus. But he didn't stop there. A lot of people want the one side of Jesus. You sinner. You sorry sinner. Condemned Condemned, condemned, throw stones, throw stones. Here's what I have found out about people that are like that when it comes to church. You'll never, rarely have I ever, I don't I can't think of one person that is a a, a judgmental condemner that is both a revivalist at the same time. A true revivalist. Now it's all right to pronounce judgment. Jesus did it. But he never stopped with judgment. He always goes on to mercy and grace. He looked at the woman that was caught in adultery. And what did he say to her? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Not continue in it, but go and sin no more more hallelujah oh that we would understand the grace of God do you realize today I don't care how bad a day you have how horrible of a day you have how rough everything is God's got enough grace to cover it Uh, he's got enough mercy to cover it Uh, he's got what you need today Uh, it's in his word hallelujah would you lift your voice and begin to praise him right now praise him right now love him right now Thank you, Jesus. Paul speaks of the riches of his grace, the gospel of the grace of God. He speaks about the dispensation of the grace of God. Hallelujah. John recorded of Jesus, he said, in all his fullness, having all we received, grace for grace. John is referring to the fact that Jesus Christ has given us grace that leads to more grace. Grace. His grace is greater than my sin. His grace is greater than your sin. His grace is greater than the truth about lying and the truth about stealing and the truth about cheating on your taxes and the truth about gossiping and the truth about this and the truth about that. His grace is greater than that. Uh, Hallelujah. Surely. Amen, maybe it it was the the author uh, of amazing grace that saw this, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, that's truth. But now I'm found, that's grace. I was bound, I was blind, that is truth. But now I see, that's grace, grace, grace. Grace. Yeah, I don't know what you were. I don't know what you've been. That might be truth. But I wanna tell you, Jesus came to be the word incarnate to give us the understanding that he'll give us redemption. Grace has no limits. But it also teaches us to live godly in this present world. It becomes the pattern by which we live. Grace alone is not enough. You need truth before you can Do you realize that there are some people today that are clamoring for mercy? Let's just use it in a, in, a, in a relationship sense. Bishop taught me this, and it is so true. You cannot extend mercy to anybody who doesn't ask for it. They got to ask for it. And you and I don't understand the need for mercy until we see truth. And when we see truth and the revelation in his word and looking into the mirror, we begin to see ourselves. Ooh, there's sin there. There's, I don't know about you, but there are some days I can't stand this fella. There are some days I just wish I could do something about him. Anybody out there? There's a scripture in John that says, our heart will deceive us, but God's greater than our heart. I won't preach that sometime. God is greater and bigger than our heart. Our heart will tell us because we had a bad day, we're a bad person. But grace says, uh-uh. Oh, No. I cover that, Amen. We 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 struggle with thoughts. We we struggle with issues. I'm not talking about continuing them. We ought to repent and go on. We ought to do our best to be a good person. Yes, but when we mess up, there's grace to cover it. Even if you've been in church for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 99.9 years, it's still enough grace. The Bible said that His grace, His mercy, are new every day. Good morning, mercy. Good morning, Grace. Good morning today. God, you're going to cover me. Hallelujah. I'm clean, not because of my good works, but because of his grace. The prodigal son spoke the truth. I'm not worthy to be a son. But Grace says... In the words of the father, this is my son that was dead but is now alive. The son says, in truth, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be a son. But grace of the father said, this is my son. Let's kill the fatted calf. Let's make merry. Let's have a party because this is my son that was dead and is alive again. Hallelujah. The truth was, Peter, you're going to deny the Lord not one time, not two times, but three times. But then the same one that administered the truth to him. The same word, living, breathing word that says, you're going to deny me three times also said, but when you are converted, but when you are converted, you're not going to stay like that, Peter. You're not going to continue like that. When you're converted, I want you to strengthen the brethren. The truth looked at the woman at the well and said, okay, you've been married five times and shacked up with your number six. But grace says, would you like to drink of this water? Oh, she left her water pots and went and said, come and see the Messiah. Is not this the Christ? Is not this the Christ? He is the word made flesh. He is the balance, the epitome of balance of grace and truth in the glory of God. He is the Word made flesh. We sing the song around here, it's all in him, it's all in him. Referring to the scripture, the fullness of the Godhead is all in him. What is he saying? That song is preaching the truth. Whatever you need is in the face of Jesus. Whatever you need is Jesus alive, living, showing us. The way. When you begin to look at scripture, you will find that Paul's called him in Colossians 3 and 11, the all in all. He is the all in all. Revelation 1 and 8 says of Jesus, he is the almighty. That same verse said that he is the alpha and the omega. What was he coming to show? I want to show you who God is. Amen. We will find that he is the altogether lovely in song of Solomon. Revelation called him again, the amen. We find the word of God says he's the anointed of God. He is the balm of Gilead personified. He's the beauty of holy no, holiness revealed. He's the one before, before all things. Before anything was created, there he was in word. He is the beginning. He is the beginning of the creation of God. He is the beginning and the ending. Amen. He is the beloved Son. He's the bishop of our souls. He's the blessed and only potentate. He's the blessed hope, the branch, the branch of the Lord, the branch of righteousness, the, the branch out of his roots. <clears throat> He's the bread of life. I want to tell you, he came to personify everything that God had for us in his spoken word. Jesus became the reality in his person. Whew. it's all in him. The Bible calls Jesus the captain of the host of the Lord, the captain of our salvation, the creator, Jesus creator, Romans 125, the creator, creator, of the ends of the earth, the crown of glory. We understand him to be the day spring from on high, the day star to arise. Hallelujah. He is his God's dear son. He is my defense. He is my deliverer. He is the desire of all nations. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the eternal God, e- eternal life, everlasting father. He is everlasting father, everlasting light, everlasting name. The eye exceeding great reward. He is excellency of God personified. When it says in the word made flesh, that's what it's talking about. He is the face of God revealed. He is the faithful and true. He's the faithful creator, the faithful high priest, the faithful witness. He is my father, according to Psalm 89 and 26. He's the father to the fatherless, according to Psalm 68 and 5. Amen. He is the first begotten son of God. Therefore, he is the Firstborn personified everything the Bible speaks about, about the firstborn lamb, Jesus revealed the truth. Oh, somebody ought to hallelujah, say a hallelujah to the Lord. He is the glory of God revealed, He is the glory of God revealed, the glory of God. Manifested. We find that Matthew 16, 27 says he's the glory of the only begotten of the Father. He is the glory of the only begotten of the Father. He's the glory of his Father. Matthew 16, Mark 8. Uh, Amen. The Bible says in Revelation 21 and 7, He's God. He's God. He's God. He come to reveal God to us. Not man revealed, but God revealed. Man revealed, yes, but God revealed. We find that Psalms said that he is God who avengeth me. Amen. I found that in Jesus that he is my forever God. Hallelujah. He's the God of glory, the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, the God of my life, the God of mercy, the God in the midst of Israel. He is the God manifested in flesh. He's God of my righteousness, God of my salvation, God of my strength. He's God with me, amen, he is according to Titus chapter 2 and verse 13 the great God somebody say that's who he is the Bible said he's my hiding place where I run, I run to Jesus the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe hallelujah, the Bible calls him the holy child Jesus in Acts 4 and 27 I want to tell you that is the, the name of the holy child Jesus whom the heavens must receive, whom the heavens When he began to walk, or, or rather ride into Jerusalem, he was saying, I'm fulfilling scripture. I've come to show you the word in reality. He is the Holy One, the Holy Child. He is the Holy One of Israel. He's the Holy One and just. Holy is the Lord. He is our hope. He's the hope of glory. He's the hope of peace. He's the hope of his people. He's the hope of Israel. He's the hope of their father. He's the horn of David, the horn of the house of Israel and then we find that John it recorded his own words Jesus said I am I am I am I am what do you need that's why you can say the name of Jesus and everything heaven has for you is packaged in that name for Jesus said if you ask anything in my name I'll do it what is he saying if you ask in the word if you will declare the word if you will speak the word it'll happen He came to reveal to us the king eternal, the king immortal, the king in his beauty, the king forever and ever, the king invisible, the king of all the earth, the king of glory, the king of heaven, the king of Israel, the king of kings, the king of peace, the king of righteousness, the king of saints, the king of the Jews, the king who cometh in the name of the Lord, the king's son. He not only came to show us the king, but he came to show us the lamb and the lion wrapped up in one. He is the lamb of God, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He is the lamb that was slain. He is the lamb who is in the midst of the throne. He's the life. Hmm. He's the lifter up of my head. Are you discouraged today? Why don't you go to Jesus? Are you down and out today? I want to tell you, you can watch television until your eyes cross, and you'll not find the life that you get from just one moment in prayer with the Lord. Amen. You can read all of Facebook until you come to the end of the thread, and there's no more to be read, and you'll be just just as you are. Amen, you'll find that there's down and out and up and down. But why don't you go to Jesus if you're really discouraged? Why don't you go to Jesus if you're really downtrodden? Why don't you go to Jesus if you feel frustrated? Why don't you go to Jesus? Amen, if you feel like your life is in darkness. I've come to tell you that John 1 and 7 said he's the light. Amen, John 1 and 4 said he's the light of men. We find that Revelation 21 says he's the light of the city. Amen, Paul said that he's the light of the glorious gospel. We find that He's the light of the knowledge and the glory of God. We find that he's a light of the morning, he's a light of world, he's a light of truth, he's the light to lighten your way, he's the light to the Gentiles. What do you need today? I know for some of you this is old hat stuff. You've heard messages like this preached way before I ever showed up. You've heard me preach messages like this. You're going to hear me preach it again because I want you to understand it is all in the The one who came, who put on flesh, who took off the robe of deity and put on the robe of man, as it were, who came in form of a servant. He could have come in the form of a a, a king, but he rather came in the form of a servant because his mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. Somebody needs to realize that all you need to say whenever you need, whatever you need, is Jesus. He is the word manifested. He is the thought of God revealed in human form. I know there's a scripture the Bible says, no man has seen God any time. How many of you have read that? John 1 18. But you can see the word revealed. But the Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was. God reveals himself through his word. How many of you have ever had an aha moment with the word? That moment where you're reading is just like, whoa. That's what that says? Whew. Jesus, the word made flesh. The word made flesh. The living bread of heaven, the manna of heaven, in human form it was Thomas that looked at him Mr. Doubting Thomas how many of us have had doubting moments in our life I kind of like Thomas because I can identify with him I won't believe unless I, I, I see the nail prints in his hand and put my hand in his side we never see anywhere that I know of where he actually did that But when he saw Jesus, he fell down and worshiped him and said, My Lord and my God. What was he saying? Everything I need is right here. It's God, His Word living before me. If I want to know how to live out the word, study Jesus. I gotta study Jesus. Would you lift your hands right now and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? God, awesome. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. <coughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. When you begin to look at him, the Bible breaks it down, he is He is Lord. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. He is the Lord of glory revealed. The Bible calls him in Revelation 6, the Lord, the holy and the true. Psalm 24, he's the Lord mighty in battle. Lord of all the earth. Lord of glory. Lord of the harvest. Lord God. The Lord God of all the earth. Lord creator. Lord my strength. Lord, the sword. Lord, my God, again in Psalms 18. He's the Lord most high, Psalm 38. He's the Lord, our defense. The Lord, thy redeemer. Lord, the judge. Lord, save. Lord, is with you. Lord, strong and mighty. Lord, to provide. Amen, and on and on and on. I could go for a good while just on what he revealed in his lordship. He is the word made flesh. So why is it so important that we celebrate His coming? Why is it so important that we celebrate His Passover and what we call the Passion Week? Why is it? Because He's the Word made flesh. If I want to know a Savior, I look to Him. If I want to know a Redeemer, I look to Him. If I want to understand how to live, I look to Him. Stand with me, please. Jesus is the answer he's the answer <clears throat> that's why so many want to do away with him so many want to do away with his name so many want to do away with his 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 legacy and say that he's just a man and make movies of him and Mary Magdalene having illicit relationships. Why? It's trying to destroy Jesus. Why do you think that the world cusses in the name of Jesus? Nobody says, oh, Buddha, oh, Hare Krishna. No, no, no. They say the name above every name. Why? Because there's a great, that's not just here. That's around the world cussing his name, declaring his name, trying to destroy his name. Why? Because there is only one name whereby we must be saved. Acts 4 and 12, there is one name that is showing us the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to have a relationship with the Almighty God is have a relationship with Jesus. So today, do you know him? I said, do you know him? Have you really met him? or just something that you went through when you were a child? Do you really know him today? I said, do you really know him today? Is he your Lord and all that? Hallelujah, why don't you just break out and begin to come to an altar and begin to worship the name of Jesus? Why don't you call on his name? Why don't you declare his name? Why don't you, you, what do you need? What do you need today? You may have walked in here today without a single need. Then just worship him. But if you need something from him, you need revelation, well, he is the revelator. He is the one by which truth comes. Hallelujah, I call on you, Jesus. I call on your name, Jesus. You are holy, you are faithful, you are true, oh God. You're the way maker. Hallelujah, you're my need supplier. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. If I don't know where to go, you are the wisdom of God. If I need a counselor, you are the wonderful counselor. Oh, Lord, you are my victory. You, oh, Lord, are my light in the darkness. Lord you are my strength. You're my rock. Lord, you are my stability. Lord, you are my refuge today. I praise you, Lord, that you are my helper. Oh, God, in the time of trouble, you are the place that I can run to, that I could call on his name, that I could declare his name. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, somebody say his name today. Jesus, Are you weary and worn out? Jesus, call on him. Are you sad? Call on him. Are you needing a friend? Call upon him. Oh, has worry enveloped your soul? Why don't you call on him today? Anxiety and frustration's coming to your mind. Why don't you call on him today? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship the Lord right now. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.